find myself often asking, how do I tell if I'm an adult? I've met older people that are immature and act like they're still in high school, so what does it take to be an adult? The best I could come up with is not dying before you turn 18. So I have a hard time identifying as an adult, especially since I still feel like a kid. That being said, I want to talk with other, quote, adults and learn from them. After all, the quickest and typically the most painless way to learn is through others. Somehow, we're adults. So, I, uh, this is the first time I've ever done this. I, I guess it's not really by myself because you're here, Colton's here. and uh, But I, I really want to talk about just like what just what's on my thought, like what's on my, my brain. So I want to talk about why I'm doing the podcast and what inspired me to do it. So I, I, I get a lot of value from listening to conversations. I've always enjoyed talking with people. Um, you know, early on in my life, I used to always get in trouble for being super talkative. Well, I'm hoping that now I can utilize that to, to do something that I'm proud of, not just that I'm proud of, but that, but that, uses me being talkative in a good way because um you know they try and uh make you comply when you're a kid not really comply but your teachers are you know, hey don't talk or you learn to talk when you're supposed to and and you know be quiet when you're supposed to as well so I hopefully I've learned that but the podcast is a way for me to to record my learning because I learn so much from other people and I hear other people and I and I try to feel what they're feeling as they're telling me something like whether it be pain, you know, Hey, somebody might be like, Hey, this is, this is what I went through. And it was terrible because of all these other factors that were happening at that same time. It was, you know, I, it was, I, I, you know, did this thing. I went to college and got this degree or, and it didn't help me at all. Or, you know, I I really look at, uh, people my parents' age, you know, my parents are in their, you know, late 50s, early 60s. And, you know, just small, small things in their life or what they seemingly thought were small made huge changes in where they ended up. Or, you know, a lot of my my dad's friends, you know, my dad was in the in the fire department for 30 years and he people his age are dying left and right because of some choices they've decided or they're they look 40 years older than him I mean, he doesn't I mean he, he doesn't look that you know young either but he definitely looks a lot better than some of the people he worked with and I'm like well you know I see his friends and, and I'm like well there's certain ones that you know you wouldn't even know they're about the same age and then there's some that you see and they're like oh my gosh like you're you're way older than than what he seems and you know w- what do I have to do to end up on the better end of that deal. What what decisions do I need to make in my life? Well, from what I've gathered, the ones that are, you know, in their around the same age as my dad that are in, you know, great physical shape because they exercise all the time, they eat the right things, they've chose career paths that are um you know, meaningful to them. Some of, you know, being that my dad was a first responder, he has a lot of friends that are first responders that are, you know, in the, you know, fire fire uh, firefighter area or they're like law enforcement. So, you know, we do competition shooting. We have friends that, you know, through that, that 
they're law enforcement, some that do a bunch of other different things, and, and they all kind of come from different backgrounds, but um, you can really see the difference in what you choose to do for your life and how how you end up. Um, and, and I really watched how choices make a huge difference with people. And I really want to make good choices, but I don't like the the thing that you hear when you're a kid, which is do what I say, not as I do. And, and, and I've really taken a learning to what is, what do I do to make those good decisions? And, and, and a lot of what I've learned is it's just discipline. It's do the thing you know is good for you. Do the thing you know that is going to make a good impact. And the only reason that you're not doing the good thing that makes the good impact is because it might be unpleasant in the moment. Exercising on a regular routine and doing something that's uncomfortable but is good for you is a hard thing to do, especially when you don't see the results immediately. And in a world where we all want immediate gratification, we want to order it on Amazon and it be there same day or the next day, we want we want stuff before we even have the money to pay for it. We want something that's, me and Colton were just researching something for the podcast, and it's $25. It's $25. People spend more than that on going out to dinner to post a picture on Instagram. But you can finance $25. You can make six months worth of payments on something that's $25. Everyone wants the thing, or they want that immediate gratification, and they want to do it in any way possible. They want they want to they want to buy it, but they don't have the money right now, but they delay their future for their present. And I'm trying to flip it on its head in in every facet of my life. And I'm trying to go what can I delay now that'll make a, a good investment. It's it's almost like an investment. Like what can I delay now that in the future I'll be happy that I delayed back then. Um, and, and I used to be, it's almost like I've, I've taken my procrastination that I used to have and I've used it to add value to my future. And I've used it in a way where I procrastinate the things that feel good in the moment that aren't good for me in the long term. And I've been able to use it to procrastinate the stuff that feels, like I said, that feels good in the moment for the stuff that's long-term going to make an impact. Because I don't want to ruin my future for my now. And I don't ruin my now for my future. I've, I've gotten so much more gratitude for such smaller things. And if I had to describe myself to somebody in a quick, holistic way, I would say I'm an extremely simple, complex person. I don't need a lot of things. I don't have a lot of things. But the things that I do have, I cherish on so many deeper levels. I'm not sure why. I don't need a whole bunch of things. I delay buying stuff for myself. I don't buy clothes for myself. Like pretty, I mean, if I do, they're super cheap. I really don't buy myself things because nothing, I mean, unless it's going to add to my future, future value, like when I bought stuff for the podcast, I mean, it was, I mean, that was extra money that I had made doing a side job and I was still nervous about spending it. 
not because I didn't want it. It was like, how can I use this money to add to my future? Well, the podcast adds to my future because I'm not only am I learning from others, I'm doing something that if I didn't do this, I can only imagine myself 30 years from now looking back and going, well, I could have and I didn't and I chose not to. And the only reason I chose not to was because of me. Just because of me. And I, I can't live with that. I cannot live with me not doing something because of myself. I take ownership for everything good and bad that happens in my life. There's a certain amount of things you just, you can't anticipate. But I feel that most things you can control. And one of the things I couldn't stand with controlling, like I said, was was not doing a podcast. I, I, I get so much value out of doing this, but I tell you what, I'm not, it's not effortless. It's, it's scary sometimes. I think about it often. And that's how I know that I'm doing the right thing is, is, is it, it, it takes up a lot of my, my time that I spend thinking about things. It's, it's, you know, like 70% about the podcast and I'm happy about that. But sometimes I'm just like, is it really worth it? Is it really going to be worth it? I think so. I think it will be because to me, if I, and I'm not in it for any financial gain, I wish it could be, you know, provide financially for me. Um, but if it doesn't, that's not the end of the world. I, I, I look at there's, there's things that are beyond money and the knowledge that I can get from this is just, uh, it's immeasurable. And if I can avoid future mistakes by talking to people, why wouldn't I do that? Because yes, failure is important, but I, but I think that, that failure is just part of trying. And if you never try, then you never fail. And you never learn from those things. And I learned from other people's failures as well as my own. So with this podcast, if I never tried, I would never live with, I, would, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Or I, not that I wouldn't be able to live with myself. That I would get to the point in life and I'd look back and I'd have regret that I didn't do it. And I, I'm okay with, with being, a, I'm okay with whatever comes of me doing something and it not working. I'm not I, I'm not okay with with not doing it not at least trying if I don't try then what was the point of even doing it so I, I've always been extremely motivated um, through reading books through listening to others talk through podcasts, I've, I've really gained an understanding, at least I hope, that hopefully will make a big difference in my future. And I hope that me talking to other people and capturing it in that moment through a podcast adds value to everyone listening. I hope I'm not rambling on too much about just dumb shit that doesn't make sense. Um, but I, I really... I'm hoping I'm adding value to other people's life because I'm trying through adding value to my own life. I hope I'm adding value to others. I hope I motivate some people because you get in what you get out or you, you get in or you get out what you put in. Wow. That was difficult to say. So if you put in nothing, that's exactly what you're going to get. What I, I mean, I have a, a ton of quotes and stuff that are just like stuck in my brain 
that resonate with me and carry a lot of weight. You know, um, the story, I don't know if it was, no, it's not a story from the Bible, but it's, it was like this one I heard about like God or something like that. It was like talking about free will. And I've talked about free will on the podcast with my brother and how I think free will is a huge thing, whether you believe in God or religion or not. I mean, I'm not even sure if I do, but I, I believe that there's something out there. Well, I think that free will is the thing that most people overlook. And I think that there was a story that that someone told me once, or maybe I heard it on a movie, I don't know, but it, it resonated. And it was, there was somebody who prayed to God every day for 60 years to win the lottery. God, please let me win the lottery. They just prayed and they asked for it and they asked for it. And they said, well, they told me if I ask for it, God will make it happen well, I asked to win the lottery, win the lottery. Well, that person died, and they never won the lottery. They get to heaven, and they meet God. The first thing they ask God is, God, if you are real, I, I didn't even think you were real because I asked to win the lottery, and I never did. God looks him in the face, and he goes, you're right. But the reason you never won is because you never bought the ticket. And so what I take away from that is God gives everyone equal opportunity to try. Not everyone starts from the same starting point. Some people have a further destination or for, further distance to travel to get to what they want. But if you if you don't try, it'll never happen. If you just sit around waiting, it'll never happen. Another one of these quotes that I that I think about often is luck is where opportunity meets preparation. If you're not prepared for the opportunity, the opportunity will not come to you. If I didn't do this podcast, I would never have a great podcast. It wouldn't, it, the likelihood that someone would just call me up out of random one day and be like, hey, we have this giant show and we would like you to do it. If I wasn't doing a podcast, could never come. The, the likelihood that that would happen is so much slimmer. But now that I actually do a podcast and I'm trying to do a podcast, and I'm doing something new right now with with doing a mostly solo podcast. You know, Colton's here listening and I guess and and ready, but it's just me rambling on. But if I never did this, then no opportunities would would likely come. So I'm trying to prepare for potential opportunities. I don't know what it might be. It might be something completely different. You might hear me on like a radio show one day. Maybe I'll make a fantastic DJ. I have no clue. I'm not interested in doing that to be honest, but Maybe I write a book from this. Maybe I, I just don't know. All I know is that I don't want to limit myself. And if myself is the, if I'm the only thing that I can control, they say control the controllables. So I'm so focused on what I do and who I am. Because I want to be the one that makes it happen for myself. And I don't want to rely on someone else to make it happen. Colton would have never asked me or told me I'll help you with the podcast if I didn't have a podcast. I would have never had people reach out to me and say they like the podcast if I never started a podcast. I mean, I was mentioning it the other day. The, me and Cody, uh, we went for a run. And this is right after it rained. We in a mid, you know, we're beginning of summer in Florida. It was like upper 80s, lower 90s. 
The sun had just came out and it had just rained and it had been raining. It was extremely humid. The ground was still wet. The sun was up. And this is Friday evening. We went for a four and a half mile run. Me and Cody haven't ran four and a half miles straight in several months. It was incredibly uncomfortable. I don't get a runner's high. I don't know what a runner's high is. If if they talk about being extremely glad that it's over after a run, then yeah, I get a runner's high. But besides that, it's just like doing something difficult and being done with it. You're just super happy you're done with it. But in the midst of this run, we got about two, two and a quarter. We got about halfway done. We were just over two miles in. And I was talking with Cody and I was like, man, Nike's got the best slogan. Whether you like Nike or not, whether you buy their stuff or not, I'm not saying I do. I mean, I have some of their stuff, but I think everyone has a little bit of Nike stuff. But their slogan, just do it. Like, it makes it sound so easy because the, the hardest part of doing anything is starting because you'll try and psych yourself out of it. You'll be like, oh, well, the, the person that's inspiring me to do this is doing so much better. Or, you know, they've had these opportunities or... This person that started after me is doing better than I am or, you know, you'll find a reason. You'll look at somebody else who's doing better than you and think it's so far away that it'll never happen. When I first started going to the gym and working out, I I always thought to myself, man, if I could just get to 220 pounds. That was at over 280 pounds then. And I was like, man, if I could get under 220 pounds, that would be insane. The most weight I'd ever lost and been under was I had gotten a 250 pounds and I plateaued. And couldn't lose any more weight. And I was doing so much stuff to get there that I gave up because it was just felt too impossible. And now I'm like between 210 and 220 and have been for a good time. You know, I'm in pretty much the best shape I've ever been in, in my adult life. And I look back and I'm like, holy cow, like, I feel like I still have far, so far to go. You know, this destination that I thought I was going to get to of being under 220 pounds, I thought it was going to feel so great. And I just look back on that and I'm like, I mean, it does, but I'm never going back there. I'm never going back to that 280 plus pounds. You know, I uh, I built habits one by one, layer by layer, you know, exercising regularly. And then once that became a habit, then I was like, okay, well, maybe I should drink more water, but it's hard for me to drink more water. And I started started doing, like saying things like, what will it take for me to to be able to drink more water? Oh, well, I'd have to drink at room temperature. Well, I don't like room temperature. And, you know, at a certain point, I, I hear myself saying, well, I don't like it room temperature. And then I'm like, suck it up, buttercup. It's time. Learn to like it. And if you can learn to like things that you don't like that are doing good things for you, and you just keep that, that snowball rolling, it makes a huge difference. Like, I don't, I like reading but I don't like reading in the moment. I like the knowledge I've gained. I've, I've re, I read a lot of uh, self-help books or, or you know books that you know make you help you pinpoint who you are and make yourself better. Which I, I think everyone should be focused on making themselves better. Um, but I, I discipline myself to to read more and to do more and make myself better because. At the end of the day, I'm the only one that's worried, worried about making myself better. No one's gonna care as much as I do. You know, Daniela might, significant family, close family, significant others might, but at the end of the day, I'm in charge of me, and I'm the only thing I can control. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure everything that I do control, that I at least try and make it better. 
because if I didn't try to make it better, that's that's what I can't live with. I can't live with the fact that nothing ever changed, my life never changed, or nothing ever happened because of me. And and at the end of the day, I, I don't think anyone should blame where they are in life on someone else because they played some part in it. You can't avoid getting struck by, or you can't, like there's certain things you that are that are completely like out of your control but but i would say most of life is in your control so as a final thing for this solo podcast first time ever doing that and i'm not much of a talker to my only self or to, to myself um but take everything in your life into your control take ownership for it because whether you think you own it or not, you do. So do the thing that makes you nervous, that makes you scared, that you know that you're going to suck at at first. But the only way to get better is just continuing to do it. Take ownership. Get better. Discipline yourself. Do the thing. You guys got this. We'll see you guys next time on the Somehow We're Adults podcast. See you guys.